Now may the word of God, amen, dwell in you richly. May it manifest in fruit, amen, that will abound to your account. Amen. May you bear fruit and then afterwards bear much fruit as the Lord pruned you. And in this, the master is glorified. Amen. The first thing that I want to say tonight, amen, our topic is understanding the purifying power, the sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Understanding the sanctifying power of the Holy Spirit. We're going to stay on that theme that we had, amen, earlier this week. Praise God. But the first thing that needs to be said, amen, and firmly understood if there is no uh, expectation, amen, for anyone to hear this teaching this week and then become 100% sinless by Sunday, amen. There is no expectation of some type of miraculous turnaround, amen. So you should not be feeling overwhelmed. You should not be feeling overwhelmed and, and oh, should I add, depressed when we confront ourselves in the mirror of the perfect law of liberty and there in the glorious presence of God and his word in his presence we discover ourselves and sometimes what we see is not a beautiful picture you should not be overwhelmed but you should be challenged if you're feeling overwhelmed you're thinking about in yourself self-reliance of, of accomplishing these matters within yourself amen and that's not the goal the goal the goal is to ask to seek and to knock. Amen. To ask, to seek, and to knock. The Holy Spirit of promise works in us, amen, and through us. The church has become addicted to, amen, uh, church superstars functioning in the spirit, amen, in gifts, in teaching, in preaching, thank you, Lord, in prophecy, in um, all types of gifts of the spirit, in singing and dancing, um, but um, we can inadvertently overlook the fact that the Spirit is work needs, has to work in us, and that in us, praise God, is in the in our character and in our relationship, Amen. In our, our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. This is the thing that you have to understand. The the the, the other thing, which should really be the first thing, is that the create that the Creator. Amen. Desires, longs to fellowship with his creation. And at first is a love embrace. Then secondly, as ambassadors, amen, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Um, the Lord is holy. He is intrinsically holy. Um, the name Kadash, Israel, amen, is translated the Holy One of Israel. He's intrinsically holy. He's outside of the creation and above the creation. Amen. He's not influenced by sin at all. He is intrinsically holy. Uh, he is unique. He's other than. There's no one like him. There's nothing like him. He is above and exalted above all else. And when the spirit of the almighty resides in us, when we are born again, when we're enlightened, amen, that holy character, is now within us and is yearning, amen, to take over the whole being because the nature of God is to rule. The nature of God is to rule and the spirit of God is in us yearning, amen, jealousy. Now he He will not, uh, cannot go against our will, but he's constantly yearning for holiness. And the question has been asked, how can a clean thing dwell in an unclean place? 
It's because of the death, burial, the resurrection, and the atoning works of Jesus Christ, whereby we are justified and made it possible for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Amen. But what we are saying is that we must first understand the ministry of sanctification, amen, and cannot be successfully performed without the power and direction of the Holy Spirit. This is what we're saying, amen. So we're trying, we are urging you on into the first, the father-like relationship. Secondly, a childlike dependency upon God, amen. First, a fellowship with the father, amen. First, a fellowship, not not initially the rule, but the fellowship. And in the fellowship, did you discover his holiness without him saying a word because he is intrinsically holy. The angels in, in Isaiah 6 says, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with his glory. Once Isaiah realized the majestic presence, once he realized where he was, amen, it didn't take no doctrine, to, amen. It didn't take a long dissertation or preaching to recognize that he was in a glorious place and he was out of place, amen. So he requested, he requested a cleansing. He requested a cleansing. Glory to God. This is the thing that we we are pressing up on you is that we, amen, uh, uh, and strongly encouraging, first of all, a relationship. First of all, that's why last week was what it was, a relationship, amen, that the creator can work, uh, that we can submit to the creator's desire to work in us and work through us and maximize. That's the word I'm looking for. Maximize this relationship, glory to God, of creation and creator. Amen. So the Holy Spirit teaches the believer how to live a life that is worthy of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the Spirit of God in us that teaches us how to live a life worthy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And the believer will never fully attain to the full stature of the measure of the Lord Jesus Christ by ignoring the sanctifying power of the work of the Holy Spirit. You never attain to that. You have to yield to it, amen, as the Lord leads, praise God. Now, in initial fasting, we have to uh, be able to handle some low-hanging fruit, some, amen, some well-overlooked, should have been handled last year things. Praise God, yes. It's time we got to deal with that. Praise God, because God has already given us the release. He's already given us strategy. He's already given us what to do, how to do it. Praise God. Uh, and so we, let's, there's some things we just need to just handle. Glory to God. Amen. So we'll never uh, attain to what God is calling us to, to the full measure of the statue of Christ and ignore sanctification. Amen. Uh, it will require each of us uh, again, a childlike dependency on the power in the direction of the Holy Spirit. That's what we're pressing you to, a childlike dependency on the Father, amen, and what he requires from us. Last week, we last uh, earlier this week, we read out of 1 Thessalonians, the fourth chapter, amen, that this is the will of God for us, amen, our sanctification. This is the will of God for us, amen, and this is a lifelong process. This is a lifelong process. As the process, as long as I'm in this body, I'll be attained, I'll be yielding to this. Uh, however, 
we can become mature. The word perfect or perfected in the Bible doesn't mean perfect as we define it in our English term in the West Eastern culture, Western culture. Amen. It means mature. Glory to God. And so we can attain to a mature state in the Lord. Amen. So we, we must acknowledge it and ask for help continually. Amen. And this process, again, is a lifelong process. Amen. Of the fasting in prayer is the key. Much prayer, much power. Little prayer, little power. A prayerless uh, life leaves us feeling hopeless. It leaves us feeling helpless. Amen. And it leaves us feeling defeated. A prayerless life leaves us feeling, amen, hopeless and helpless. It leaves us feeling, amen, defeated. Why? Because we're only looking to ourselves for what the scripture requires from us and not, amen, from the spirit himself. We're only looking at, uh, amen, at, and depending on ourselves. And so there's a feeling of defeat. There's a feeling of, I can't do this. This is impossible. Glory to God. And you're on the, in that flesh carnal mind. That's the way it thinks. But the spiritual mind says, I, I yield to you. If you said it, it can be done. A scripture reading is out of 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. And I'm going to read down through chapter 7 and verse 1. Now, this is where, and there are several places in the Bible where a chapter break does not give, does the, does the subject context justice. Chapter break, amen, in this case, in several other instances where the chapter break does not give the subject context to it justice. And this is one of them, amen. So when you're reading, just because you see the end of a chapter and the beginning of the new does not necessarily mean the full thought has been realized. Amen. So keep reading, keep studying, and keep pressing in the Lord. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse starting in verse 14 in the New King James Version says, Amen. Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Yeah, that's it. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? This question is rhetorical. And what accord has, amen, Christ with Baal or with demons? What part has a believer with an unbeliever? And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God, as God says, listen to this, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. That's promise number one. Promise number two, let the word of God uh, be established out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. Verse 17, second promise, come out from among them and be separated, says the Lord, and do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord of hosts. Glory to God. Amen. And that's a promise. That's two promises. Praise God. That's a promise. And then it says in verse 7, chapter 7, verse 1, therefore, amen, having these promises, the one I just read, amen, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Now, when we look at, when we look at the promises, all promises are based in relationship. When we go back in chapter 6 and verse 16, the B point, all of the promises, number one, is 
based in the relationship. Number two, there's stipulations to the promise. Amen. Let's read it again with, with that in mind. It says, I will, verse 16, and what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are not, for you are the temple of the living God. As God says, I will dwell in them and walk among them, and I will be the God, and they shall be my people. The basis for, amen, the uh, separating is relationship. But there's a stipulation, glory to God, amen. The stipulation is, look at verse chapter 17, and verse uh, 7, chapter 6, verse 17, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. Amen. I'm not going to do that for you. That's your point. And he says, I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters. Glory to God, says the Lord of hosts. Glory. This is what he is. This is the stipulation that he says concerning the promise. Amen. And so uh, there's a part we play in the matter to solidify. It's a key word again the relationship, I will be a father to you and you shall be my son and daughter, says, amen, the Lord Almighty. This is the foundation for where we're going. And, and so therefore means consequently, as a result, here's your next move. Having these promises, and look at the word he used, beloved. It's such an enduring term. It's such, it's such intimate type of uh, discourse. Beloved, let us, let us, he, he includes himself, amen, cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. That's the exhortation that uh, he, he, he says to us. Praise the name of the Lord. And this is where our foundation is for where we're doing, where we're going, amen, during this week. This is where our foundation for this week and for the mat, for that matter, for the rest of our lives, that we understand that. If you look at James chapter 4 and verse 4 through 10 in the New International Version, praise God, there's even more that is required of us. First, James is addressing issues concerning how the believers are behaving. Amen. And there's so much more that we can talk in this. But anyway, let's look. He says, verse 4, you adulterous people, do you... Uh, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity with God, against God? The word enmity means hostile, to oppose. To be friendship with the world means enmity against God. Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think the scripture says without reason that he is he jealously longs for the spirit he's caused, amen, to dwell in us. He longs for us. The spirit longs, amen. But God gives us more grace. This is why the scripture says God opposes the proud and he shows favor to the humble. Verse 7 is good. It says, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he'll flee. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Look at what else he requires of us. To wash your hands, you sinners. That means you're doing. Purify your heart, you double-minded. Uh, and what, the reason why it says you double-minded is because the subject matter is that you're caught and you're in love between the world and with God. 
Purify your hearts. Purify your hearts. Sanctify your hearts unto the Lord. Double-minded. It literally means double soul. One looking one way one minute, looking another way the next minute. Amen. Grieve, mourn, and well. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he'll lift you up. That is a sign of fasting, as a sign of repentance for our condition. That's what it means. Praise the name of the Lord. And this is necessary for all of us that we get that down, amen, in our spirit. Everything is not always laughter. Uh, everything is not always, amen, a good, a fun thing. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. So it is, it is, it is, the, it is the spirit of God working in us, both to will and to do, the, amen, the, the work of the Lord that's in us. It's with sanctification, it's purification. There's a washing of the hands. There's a purifying of the heart. There's a washing of the hands. There's a purifying of the heart. There's a washing and there's a purifying. Glory to God that is required on our behalf and not to be double-minded, double-souled. Amen. Looking both ways at, amen, at the same time. Hallelujah. And the New Living Translation, this is really good. In the New Living Translation, it says, you adulterers, do you realize that friendship with the world makes you an enemy of God? Amen. I say again, if you want to be a friend with the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. Look at verse 5. Do you think the scriptures have no meaning? <laughs> Glory to God. They say that God is passionate, that the spirit he has placed in us should be, amen, faithful to him. Amen. The spirit knows its place even if we don't. The Spirit is yearning for its place. Amen. It has an assignment in us and through us. It's yearning for its place. Amen. Within God. Even if we don't know our place, the Spirit knows its place. It's yearning to fulfill its assignment from God in us and through us. Let's look at verse 6. And he gives grace graciously. As the scripture says, God opposes or resists the proud and he gives grace to the humble. So, Humble yourselves, therefore. Resist the devil and he'll free from you. Come close to God and God will come close to you. That's a promise. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts for your loyalty is divided. Look at that, between God and the world. Your loyalty is divided between God and the world. In verse, in the verse, the uh, B part of verse 8 in the New International calls it double-minded. Amen, you're double-minded. In the New Living Translation, it says, your loyalty is divided. That's just a synonym, but it sounds better to me that way. Your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you have done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourself before the Lord and he'll lift you up in honor. Glory to God in the highest. It is of the utmost that we get this. So it is imperative that we walk circumspectly as to please God. It is, amen, it is the will of God for us to yield and ask for help from the Spirit to sanctify us wholly, body, soul, and spirit. Amen. So all that's in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. And that's all the conversation, glory to God, is about. Amen. Uh, let's look at 1 Corinthians 15. And this is why this is important. I think it'll explain it better. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 
verse 33 and 34. It explains it better. It says, do not be misled. And I'm in the New International Version. Bad company corrupts good character. Do not be misled. Don't be fooled. Amen. Bad company or evil communication, it corrupts good character. Amen. Bad company corrupts good character. Come back, amen, to your senses as you ought. Stop sinning. For there are some who are ignorant of God. I say this to your shame. To your shame. Amen. There are some who are ignorant of God. Amen. It says that this is not a problem, but it is bad company corrupts good manner. And we should, we should, we should, we should seal that and yield to that and honor the Lord for that. Praise the name of the Lord. Walking with the Lord, amen, will cost us. Amen. Walking with the Lord will cost us. There's no way to walk in him without some sacrifice. Thank you, Father. There's no way to walk with him and not a sacrifice. We're called to holiness. We're called to sanctification. We're called to be purified. We're called to, amen, uh, uh, to some level of suffering. Jesus says, if you want to be my disciples, amen, here's what the first thing you got to do. Deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. Amen. This thing requires some sacrifice from us. The Holy Spirit is not going to do everything for us, but we lean and depend on him. My last place to go is out of Leviticus, amen, chapter 19 and verse 1. I believe we'll read down through verse 4, amen. Leviticus chapter 19, uh, and that we'll read as well in the New International Version uh, down through verse 4. It says in verse 1, the Lord said to Moses, speak to the entire assembly of Israel and say to them, be holy because I, the Lord your God, am holy. Speak to the entire assembly of Israel and say to them, amen, and say to them, be holy because I, amen, the Lord your God am holy. Each of you must respect your mother and your father, must observe, amen, my Sabbath. I am the Lord your God. I am the Lord your God. Amen. I am the Lord your God. I am the Lord your God. Glory to God. Amen. I am uh, Elohim. Glory to God. I am uh, um, the word. Uh, can't think of the name now. Anyway, praise God. He says, I'm a holy God that's created all things. Amen. I'm the holy God and I've created all things. Amen. Verse four, do not turn to idols or make, amen, metal gods for yourself. I am the Lord your God. Amen. I am the Lord, your God. This is a covenant name. This is God said, amen. I am holy and I've created all things. I'm Elohim. Glory to God in the highest. Thank you, Father. Glory to your name. Amen. So, amen. I exhort you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, amen. Don't become overwhelmed, but become challenged. Don't become overwhelmed with the concept of sanctification unto holiness. Do not come overwhelmed with the, uh, and think that you have to have an overnight, some kind of quick magic, oh, I got it now, lifestyle. This is a process. This is a, this is a process. And we must yield, amen, to the process. There are some things we change right now. Praise the name of the Lord.
There's some things God will work on us later. There's some things we don't think is a real problem. It takes the Holy Spirit to show us the depth of, amen, what it is we're doing and how bad it is. Amen. So it's, but the matter is out of relationship. The matter is out of relationship. He says to them, hey, man, uh, you are the temple of the living God. And God says, I will dwell in them. I will walk with them. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. He says, I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and my daughters says the Lord Almighty. You shall be my sons and daughters. So the basis for what we're, what we're saying is relationship. We're not presenting our God as a dictator or a tyrant, but we are presenting our God as a one that has standards. We're not presenting him as a dictator, as a tyrant. We're presenting him as Jesus said when you approach him in prayer, say, amen, our father and his dwelling places is in the heavens. He's outside of the influence of the realm of time. Amen. Glory to God. And uh, so, Father, which art in heaven, we are, into, we are pressing you a relationship that has a standard. God has standard. Intrinsically, he's holy. He's the holy one of Israel that inhabits eternity. He's the holy one of Israel that inhabits eternity. And because he's holy, he requires from us, amen, a holy position as well. Amen. He says, be holy because I, the Lord, your God, am holy. Glory to God. I'm Yahweh. I'm a, I'm a self-existing, ever-existing, self-existing God. Amen. And intrinsically, I'm unique. I'm other than. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. And, and, and since you are born out of my isness, since you are born out of my isness, and a piece of me is in you, Amen. You've been made in my likeness and my image. Amen. Walk, be holy, for I am holy. So he's exhorting us to embrace his nature. Uh, that's it. He's exhorting us and commanding us to embrace his nature. He knows it's a process, but we got to get to going. Press toward the mark for the pride of the high calling of God that's in Christ Jesus. I exhort you in this matter. Glory to God. I encourage you in this matter. Amen. In the name of Jesus, don't feel, amen, down, depressed. When you look in the mirror, just get to work. Glory to God. You shouldn't feel overwhelmed, but you should feel challenged. You should not feel overwhelmed, but you should feel challenged. Father, in Jesus' name, we magnify you. God, we extol you. We adore you. You are God alone, all by yourself. Besides you, there, are, there is none other, the Holy One, that inhabits eternity, ever-existing, ever-loving God. Father, I pray for these that are hearing now, that those that would hear later, that your perfect presence would rest upon them. Give us clarity, understanding, and a passion to press for holiness, perfected in the fear of you. Rid us, Father, of all filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit. As you work in us, you can work through us. Some of our brothers and sisters are still in sin, they have not heard the real gospel of Jesus Christ. May we be ever uh, uh, obedient servants as ambassadors in the earth realm. In the name of Jesus, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. 
and behold, all things have become new. Father, we bless you, we thank you, we exalt you, we extol you, we magnify you, we lift you to God and God alone. And besides you, there is none other. In Jesus' mighty name.